This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterlin. Here. Just reading about how a squirrel hid 175 pounds of nuts inside of a Chevy Avalanche pickup truck while the owner of that truck was away. And the squirrel didn't put the 175 pounds of nuts in the, uh, in the bed of the pickup truck. Didn't didn't put it in the back where it's open. The the uh, the squirrel filled the engine bay with black walnuts. This happened in Fargo, North Dakota. A man returning from a four-day trip discovered a large cargo. Of, of, of nuts underneath the hood. The man's name is Bill Fisher. He revealed on Facebook that a squirrel had stashed 175 pounds of black walnuts under the hood in the engine bay. Quote, I could only laugh at the situation as it has occurred in the past. So this isn't the first time. You know, if, if I came home from being away for four days and I noticed 175 pounds of black walnuts underneath my hood, I mean, think about that, 175 pounds. That's a lot. And, uh, and the owner of the car, Bill Fisher, said uh, this year this, this was a record. To show you how much 175 pounds of black walnuts is, it filled up, what is that, one, two, three, four of those buckets, um, those buckets that are How big are those buckets, Coleman? You're talking about the paint bucket, like the Home Depot buckets? Uh, like something you can get from Home Depot, just a random bucket? Yeah, it filled up four of them. 
four buckets. Well, that makes sense because those are about 40, 40 pound buckets. And if you take 175 divided by four, that's about 43 pounds. See, that's that's the thing that doesn't add up to me. I don't know if this guy's five five gallon buckets. As a five matter gallon fact, buckets, yeah, okay. The it the the one hundred and seventy five black nuts that the squirrel put underneath the the hood of the car actually filled up seven five gallon buckets. Seven five gallon buckets. And, and 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 the owner doesn't even think he got to all of the nuts. He says some of the nuts I am unable to retrieve. They are hidden inside the frame. Something about his story doesn't add up to me. One, the fact that he was only gone for four days, right, and a squirrel was able to pack that truck with that much nuts within four days. 170 pounds of nuts would mean that squirrel would have to gather 40 pounds of nuts per day. Have you ever seen the size of a squirrel? That means they can't carry 40 pounds at one time. That means the squirrel would have to go find us, bring it back, find us, bring it back. And it's not that I don't know how where this guy lives, but it shouldn't be that easy for a squirrel to find 40 pounds of nuts a day. I think this is a, an abandoned vehicle that's just been sitting out there. He just decided one day, oh, yeah, uh, I found all these nuts. But it seems like this has been going on longer than four days, in my opinion. Plus, he said it happened to him before, which means this is a reoccurring incident. How would that squirrel find that same truck again if, it, if it's not in the same spot? Like if the truck was actually moving and going back from place to place, it would be parked at different places. But yet, here it is. The, um, the, Coleman, this story is nuts. Yes, it is. It's completely nuts. And, you know, squirrels are a lot like humans. They're survivalists like we are. They, they, they survive. That's what they need to do. And, and, and this squirrel has done this before. You know, what's interesting is I'm looking at the picture of the Chevy Avalanche pickup truck. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that truck is nearly as uh, as weird as this whole situation. It, it only lived for a short amount of time. It has a, it has a bed with a mid-gate that allows it to be extended into the rear seat area for added carrying capacity it's a it's a four-door pickup truck it, it's very unique looking yeah I, re- I remember the avalanche and it, they, they didn't they didn't last that long the chevy avalanche so here's what the guy can do now now that he has seven five gallon buckets full of nuts he can pack it up in his avalanche and go to marketplace and sell them make some money and probably give the squirrel a, a little cut like a finder's fee for finding all of the nuts not he's that it, not that he's come across all of these nuts he can come up on some cash if he's thinking the right way I'm quite sure some. I'm quite sure somebody in this area eats walnuts. Fargo, North Dakota. Yeah, where, where, where this happened. Is there a market for for 175 pounds of black walnuts? Yeah, it'd be advertising and say a squirrel picked it. Like you, this is going beyond going green and saying this is eco friendly or the, these these were homegrown or home fed. All that new age technology stuff that people try to sell you. Yeah, it's grown free pasture or all organic. You can literally say. A squirrel picked all these nuts. No human hand even touched it. And that could be a selling pitch. Wouldn't you like to eat walnuts picked from a squirrel themselves? And who knows nuts better than squirrels? The squirrels aren't going to pick the bad nuts. The squirrels are going to pick the good walnuts. So these are probably the best walnuts anybody can sell. So you, you just you, you make sure you put it 
over over these nuts. This isn't just 175 pounds of black walnuts. This is 170 pounds of squirrel-picked black walnuts. A squirrel decided for himself that these were the best nuts for the picking. Yes, that's how you sell it. Ooh, hundreds of five gallons, 175 pounds. What, $5 a pound? Dude, he can come up on some cash. Yeah, and, and nuts, I'm a fan of nuts. They're, they're, they're good for you, nuts. I just I just thought it was wild how, and they're just saying it's one squirrel. It's not like a, a few of them, like, like a few squirrels that hang out together. That said, hey, let's go grab 175 pounds of black walnuts. I know where we could put them. Um, it doesn't say squirrels. It says squirrel. One squirrel was responsible for moving 175 pounds of black walnuts. And imagine being that squirrel. You worked that hard to pack all these nuts inside of an avalanche. Then after you finish hibernating or whatever you do, you come back and find out that all 175 pounds of your nuts are, are gone. Well, not all of them, the ones that the guy can get to. So they probably still have some nuts inside the avalanche that the, only the squirrel can get to. How does a squirrel even fit into all the compartments and stuff to even put them, those many nuts in there? There must be a, a very small squirrel. Wow. It's a very impressive squirrel is what it is. Coming up on the show this morning. Uh, There's an NFL football coach who should not have a job, and he he does have a job this morning. Um, He was uh, caught on a viral video this past weekend hanging out with uh, young women that were not his wife. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit uh, about that. I mean, how do you expect a football team? To, to to listen to a to a guy like that when he when he gets caught doing something like that. Um, also, we're going to tell you about the couple who are so in love with each other. They built two toilets right next to each other in their in their bathroom, just so they could be 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 together while they're doing that too. It's a bit much, isn't it? Um, we, we have a lot to do on the show this morning. Hang out with us here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland with you. I just read a poll says 76% of Americans say their number one digestive issue is constant farting. It's a new study found uh, that excessive farting. It's the most common 
digestive issue uh, we, we, we have as Americans. 76% of us are dealing with it on any given day. Um, People fart every day, right? Why does it say any given day? Well, maybe some days uh, it's more excessive than, than other days. Sometimes scientists decide to study a topic that we can all to, uh, relate to and with. Uh, a new study on digestive issues found that constant farting is the most common problem Americans deal with. 76% said they dealt with excessive flatulence. Flash, uh, flatulence. And that's true. Uh, whoever dealt it, smelt it, yeah. In the past 24 hours before they were, they were asked this question. So, Cole, yeah. do you fart excessively? And, and I just asked you this question. Think back the last 24 hours. I actually just let one go right before we got on the air. Like, um, that's not even a joke. Like, when I saw what, how much time we had, like, oh, we go on in 15 seconds. Let me blow this one out. How you, come I can't smell it? Oh, it's a, S, it's a uh, SBD. And plus, you can't smell it because I kind of angled it that but way. But slow down here. SBD... That, that, that means silent but deadly. Right, that, so that's that means why you didn't it's hear deadly it. because you could still smell it. <laughs> right, so you didn't hear it. And I, I, I've i noticed that sometimes you get away with the one-cheek sneak, too. You think I don't notice, but I do. Sometimes you're over there and you, you let one blow by. And then a couple minutes later, I start to get a whiff of it. So you're not immune to it, too. But, um, yeah, last night I had a, a homemade burrito. Ever since you brought me to the wines that day, I've been making my own burritos. And I had one last night, a smoked sausage burrito. And I think I'm feeling the effects of it. But I wouldn't call it a problem, right? If, if long, I would call it not being able to fart a problem. Well, I'll be, I'll be completely honest with you. A few years ago, I got diabetes. And ever since I got diabetes, I noticed that I fart more than I did before I ever got that damn thing. Well, yeah, I think you have to change your diet up a little bit so you can stay alive, right? So you, maybe your body hasn't adjusted to your new menu and your new dietary. Well, I, I did have to, I, I did have to completely change my diet because you, you, you can't have the sugar you used to have. That's the reason I got the damn thing in the first place, too much too much sugar. But but I, 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 I don't think I'm changing my diet or I've changed my diet to things that would make me uh, fart more. You know, what's interesting about this study is Americans were actually less likely to report excessive flatulence on a daily basis than other countries. 83% of people in this poll, people who were polled in the United Kingdom, in England, said, oh yeah, I, I, uh, I, I fart a lot. And 86% in Mexico said yes. That makes a little bit more sense because, as you were talking about a minute ago, the, the burritos and you know, the Mexican beans. And, and that, that, that seems to make more sense. 
I don't like the the term being that it's a problem though, because if you're able to fart, that means your body is doing what it's supposed to do. You would think the dietary issue would be, oh, I'm constipated, or I have blockage, or maybe I can't keep anything down, I keep vomiting. But the fact that you're able to let one go, that means your body is doing what it's designed to do. So I don't see farting excessively as a problem. It seems like your body is really working really well. No, if you fart excessively, if you fart if you fart too much, it's an issue. No, it's not a problem. It might be an issue, but it's not a problem. Well, an because, issue is another word for a problem. Yeah, because the thing is, it all depends on what you eat. If you eat gaseous food, and then you have gas after you eat the gaseous food, then your body is doing what it's supposed to do. If you don't like the fart, don't eat gaseous foods. The second most common gas-related symptom we experience is excessive burping. 55% of Americans polled said it's something they deal with every day. They, they, <sighs> they deal with burping. A few more symptoms we deal with on any given day. 52% of Americans said their stomach rumbles daily. And that sounds like hungry, hung, being hunger. Thirty-two uh, percent of Americans said uh, bloating. Okay, now the bloating—I can see that as an issue. But farting, burping, and your stomach rumbling—that's natural. I don't see none of those as an issue. Usually, your stomach rumbles if you haven't eaten. So what you do is you go eat. When you drink a, a, a soda or something like that, you usually burp. When you eat gaseous food, you fart. So none of those are issues or problems to me. A problem would be if you didn't do that. If you ate a whole bunch of food and you didn't burp or fart or your stomach rumbled after you ate, then you might have a problem. Well, since you said that, in this same poll, 40% of Americans admitted to having difficult gas evacu evacuation. What? Recently. They're, they're saying 40% of Americans are, are saying... Um, that they're having trouble farting. Now that's the issue. Or breaking wind. They're 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 not they're not doing it as as much as they should or need to. Kathy from Pontchartrain says it's better to burp and taste than fart and waste it. <laughs> that's a good good point, Kathy. You know, philosophers these days, man, they blow my mind. <laughs> Robbie said, if you don't do it, th that means something's wrong with you. So that bloating issue and the people that can't do it, those are the serious issues. Those are the people who might need to see somebody. The average person deals with three different gas-related issues daily. <laughs> Only 11% of these people polled said they had zero symptoms in the past 24 hours. What's a symptom? Symptom when it comes to gas-related issues. That's not a symptom. A symptom is something that goes wrong. If you're farting or you burp, that's that's not a symptom. That's a thing that you do. That's not a condition. That's not being unhealthy. That's your body being natural. So the idea that we think burp, like we're not supposed to burp and fart. No, you are. That's why we have these digestive system in these body parts that do certain things. That's what it's designed to do. It's like exhaust pipe on a car. It's supposed to do that. You can't get mad that your exhaust is exhausting. Well, the takeaway from this study, according to the people that did it, was that digestive issues can affect your mental health. The more symptoms people had, 
the more their mental health suffered. I mean, if you're farting, if you're farting uncontrollably, or or if you're if you're burping uncontrollably, can't you see how that could lead to some mental health problems? That just means eat better foods. That's all. No, I don't see how that. If 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 burping and farting a lot bothers you, that me and it, it gives you mental issues. It's probably safe to assume you may have had those mental issues prior to the burping and farting. Well, because since. Seventy-six percent of Americans say their number one digestive issue is constant farting. If you're listening right now, uh, do you fart a lot? W- would you say you- constant farting is an issue for you? Because seventy-six percent of Americans say so. So you would be in the majority. And and I w- I'm raising my hand, saying um, I would put myself. In this group, but only only over the last few years, only only since I got diabetes. And does this happen to people? Does this happen more older people? You you would think this would be an issue more older Americans uh, would, would would have. I think I fart and burp just as much as that majority of the people. I just don't see it as a problem. I think the I think probably they all fart at the same rate. It's just that some people are, are embarrassed by it, so they think it's an issue when the other people fart probably just as much, but they know that's just what your body does, and they don't care, so they don't see it as an issue. Well, we're being completely honest here. Are, are, are you part of the 76% of Americans who deal with um, excessive farting on any given day? Be honest. Text us, 504-260-9595. Keep your text short, one or two sentences. And if it's good, we'll read it coming up next on the show. And please never text while you're driving. I just thought this was a fascinating study here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. So out in San Francisco, there's a there's a coffee house that is now selling a $75 cup of coffee. Could you imagine paying $75 for a cup of coffee? Cha-ching! Even if you have the money, does that say something about that person? If they would spend $75 on a cup of coffee? As if they're not getting the screws enough by Starbucks. They're like, I'm gonna go into this coffee shop and and I'm gonna I'm gonna pay seventy five dollars. If you go into a Starbucks and pay seventy five dollars for a cup of coffee, you want the screws. You like to get screwed. But it, this this is not a Starbucks. Oh well, all right. This is a different coffee house in San Francisco. I said Coleman, as if they weren't getting the screws enough from Starbucks. Here's a different coffee house in San Francisco that is selling. A $75 cup of coffee. Ah, all right, I got you. You you all right over there? No, no, no. I'm um, thinking about women and boobs and stuff. All right. Hey, coming up next, your texts on a poll we were just talking about that said 76% of Americans have something in common. Uh, we fart excessively. It was a uh, a new poll that just came out, and I asked you, are you part of that majority? 
Uh, your texts on that next here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, J.O. here. We were, I just mentioned how there's a coffee shop in San Francisco that is selling a $75 cup of coffee. And uh, I, I just, I can't believe that. And even if people are rich, I can't believe anybody would spend that kind of money for one cup of coffee. I mean, what, what does that say about that person? Uh, somebody texted us. Yeah, this text says, the cost in San Francisco, gas, $6 a gallon, cigarettes, $12, coffee, $75, crapping on the sidewalk, priceless. Yeah, it's it's right with New York City, or Manhattan specifically, as the most expensive place in America, yet they they allow people to to drop a deuce on the sidewalk. They 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 let you go to the bathroom. Um, yeah, not just number one, n- number two too. Uh, they 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 let you do that where it's so expensive to live. That's a very good point, Texter. If you're just joining us, we were talking about a new poll that was just conducted. And the poll said 76% of Americans say their number one digestive issue is constant farting. Uh, we, were, we were talking about that earlier in the show. That's a lot of people. And I said, I don't think it's an issue. I think you're supposed to fart. That's, that's... But you're not supposed to fart too much. It depends on what you eat. <laughs> and I had mentioned a few years back, I got diabetes, and ever since I got diabetes from eating too much sugar, um, ever, ever since I got that, I, I've been I've been uh, farting more than usual, more than I did before I had diabetes. I also wonder if this happens to a lot of people as they get older, as they age. But when you see a poll that says 76% of Americans say their number one digestive issue is constant farting. It's pretty alarming. And I asked you, are you part of that 76%? Uh, Text us. This text says, I'm lactose intolerant. I'm a professional at farting. Ian says, I wish I could fart at will. That would be cool. This text says, I fart so much I think I can power a propane-powered car, maybe a family fleet. Mo says, I hope Gail doesn't have a problem with you farting a lot. I made a video yesterday that we put on the Facebook uh, page, uh, the Bayou 95.7 Facebook page, where I asked out Gail Benson. Still no word, but we're we're keeping our ears out. I haven't heard from her yet or her security. This text says, I fart every day. It's no problem or issue for me. Now the others around me may have an issue or problem, but that's on them. That's why it's a problem, Coleman. Screw them people. It's our, it's... <laughs> the, uh, here, this text says, the growling and grumbling comes from the small intestines or the colon, not your stomach. Okay, Dr. Medical McMedicine. We know. Kirby says, you can ask Alexa to fart. All right, that's, I guess that's a good thing. Kirby wants everybody to know that you can ask Alexa to fart. And does she? I guess she does. I'll try. Alexa, fart. Uh, we don't have an Alexa here. I'm sorry it didn't work. 
This text says, no lie, my husband farts and burps all day long. Bruce can, why would you say his name, Kathy? Bruce can clear out a room. You should have, well, we all know Bruce can clear out a room. You know, last week somebody texted, I said, I said, uh, eggs come out of a chicken's butt and somebody had to correct me like I didn't know the difference. They don't come out of a chicken's butt. They come out of some body. I, I know they don't come out of the butt. I was using that for comedic effect. Well, look, so I always like to get a, a grasp on, on our listeners and learn m- yeah. more about you know who listens to the radio show, who listens to our radio station. And I, I just learned something. I mean, I just learned something in this poll. 76% of Americans say their number one digestive issue is constant farting. And, I and think it's that's, more that's the majority of the country, and I, think, I would I would lean that I'm that, that I'm in that. No, I think the problem is because they're embarrassed to do it in front of people. The actual farting isn't the problem. The actual burping isn't the problem. That's what your body is supposed to do. I think their problem is being embarrassed by it, and they shouldn't be embarrassed by it. That's your body's natural instinct, and that's what it's supposed to do. So you should be fine if you're on an elevator with with a, a couple of people. And and you have to fart, and it happens to be loud. You you shouldn't be embarrassed you, about no, that. What you're putting those two other people through in that it elevator. happens. It happens. It that's what your body does. It happens. People should be adults and grow up. Like wow, that guy must have really had to fart. I just couldn't believe how many Americans have this, are dealing with this. Everybody's dealing with it. They're just the ones embarrassed by it. Everyone is dealing with it. We all do it. Constant farting? Yes. If we if you constantly eat, you constantly fart. Oh my it's not <sighs> All right, well I just I, I I thought that was a wild poll. Uh that I and we appreciate the texts as always, and I always like to learn something about you if you listen to this show. And and you now I know that the Majority of the people that listen to this show, or all of them on the te- who text, they're part of the 76% of Americans that say their number one digestive issue is constant farting. All right, we still have, I've got to get to this story about this couple who built, speaking of that, uh, two toilets right next to each other because they love each other so much they want to be together even during that time as well. Can you believe that? And I've got the 10 scariest movies ever made according to science. They got science involved in that. We still got a lot to get to on the show this morning. Hang out with us. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Van Halen there, that's the first song that most people ever heard from Van Halen. That was the first single they released off their first album way back in 1978, a cover of The Kinks, You Really Got Me. Uh, Eddie Van Halen's guitar solo before that song on that album, Eruption, is insane. Blew people's minds when they first heard it. And David Lee Roth just made some news the original Van Halen singer announced uh, a couple of days ago that he's retiring. He's got a New Year's Eve show and then a, a few shows after that out at the House of Blues in Las Vegas. And then he said after 
He's got five shows scheduled. He said after those shows, that's it. He's he's walking off into the sunset. And you know, if 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 you're middle aged like I am, and you you probably thought David Lee Roth has been retired for a while. I mean, he hasn't really released much new music. And and you think back to when we were we were kids, you think back to to Van Halen, like wow. So I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I saw it reported all over the internet that David Lee Roth said he's retiring, but hasn't hasn't he been pretty much retired for a, for a long time? Well, this weekend on Bayou ninety five point seven, we're having a Sammy Hagar and David Lee Roth weekend. So on the twenties, you're gonna hear a cut from Sammy Hagar, and then you're gonna hear a cut from. Uh, David Lee Roth and see which one is the better Van Halen frontman. Well, and and in those times, you'll also hear Van Halen with mm-hmm. with with Roth. And, yep. Or or Hagar. Yeah. Then you get to choose who was better, Sammy or David. Mm. Um, it's something how a band could have so much success with two different lead singers. It really is, and and. Matter of fact, I mean, I always preferred the Roth Van Halen because that's what I that's what I grew up with. Um, but I like them both. And Sammy Hagar, when it comes to people, is a lot more real, and uh, seemingly a lot cooler of a of a dude than David Lee Roth is. Um, but ACDC did that too. They had another rock band that had an incredible amount of success with two lead singers. You know, as a matter of fact, with Van Halen, I think they actually sold more records when when people used to buy records. Mm-hmm. When people used to buy albums and music. I, I think they sold more albums with Sammy Hagar than they did with David Lee Roth. Uh, good morning, John Osterlin. Here and since it's a few minutes after seven, it's time for this morning's Big O. Oh. I've got this list in front of me, the scariest movies according to science. Are you a scary movie fan? I, I, I haven't seen all of them. I haven't seen a ton of them. I've seen some scary movies. And the list I have in front of me, I'm going to give you the... Uh, I'm going to tell you what they say. But most of these are fairly recent movies. And, and you would think that they that they should be because as time goes on, technology gets better, and you would think because of that, that that would make movies scarier. Yeah, but that that list says based on science. I want to know what this, what kind of scientific method did they use to compile this list? Did they just ask people, or they, or is it a psychological thing? Uh, from what I see, Coleman. Uh, 200 people who who wear heart monitors 
Ah. We're asked to watch 40 different scary movies. Okay, I see what they did there. And based on how your heart rate elevated, based on the scene you were watching. All right, then the science checks out. Now I can't wait to see this list or hear this list, I should say. Yeah, which movies got the, the heart pumping the most? Like I said, most of these are are recent movies. As a matter of fact, the the list I have in front of me, there's only three classics on the list. And and they're down towards the bottom of the top twenty. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974, that's when that was made. That came in at number 18. Halloween from 1978, the first one, came in at number 17. And A Nightmare on Elm Street came in, and and that was made in 1984. That came in at number 16. But here are the top 10 scariest movies ever made, according to science. Number 10, The Conjuring 2, which was which was made in 2016. Okay. I've never seen it, but I heard good reviews on it. Well, you would think if that's number two, or if The Conjuring 2 is number 10, you would think maybe that the first one is above that. Number nine, Paranormal Activity. I love that movie. That was made in 2007. You like that one? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love the whole Paranormal Activity franchise. Uh, Number eight, A Quiet Place Part 2. And that was made this year. Yeah. That's that's brand new. It's something, a brand new scary movie was just made. And it came in as the eighth scariest movie ever made According to science. No, but that makes sense because the whole premise of that movie is you can't make noise or you'll die. So imagine the, the, the characters in the movie had to stay silent the entire movie because as soon as you make a peep, you die. And they, they get caught in these situations where they might have to make a noise to escape. So I can see why the heart would be pumping in some of those scenes. Uh, the seventh scariest movie ever made, according to science, It Follows. And that was made in 2014. Number six, Terrified. Never heard of that one. From 2017. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Number five, Hereditary. And that was made in 2018. I've never heard of that either. The fourth scariest movie ever made, according to science, The Conjuring, which was made in 2013. So you've got The Conjuring and Conjuring Part 2 in the top 10. We just mentioned something about that movie on our show about a week or so ago. The house where where that was filmed, it's for sale. And and I remember asking, you know, would you buy a house that some really bad things happened in? Or or, or would, would, would you buy a house if the price was right? Yeah, the price wasn't right. I think the price was around $1 million. I think it was $1.2 million for The Conjuring House. But uh, that came in as the fourth scariest movie ever made, according to science. Number three, 
Insidious. That was made in 2010. Number two, Sinister from 2012. Okay. I haven't seen either of those. <laughs> right. You said it was such veracity that I thought it, you was a fanboy of Insidious and Sinister. Like, I've never seen any of those movies. And the scariest movie ever made, according to science, it was made last year. I know I didn't see this one then, if it was made it last was year. It was made uh, in 2020, a movie called Host. Huh. So if, if you're into scary movies, even kind of, there's a list. Well, John, what movie scared you the most? What what horror movie frightened you the most that you can remember? Um Well, I mean I was the 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 first three that we that I mentioned that were at the bottom of this top twenty list, they were they were all scary. Um Halloween from 1978, although Jamie Lee Curtis was very, she's very attractive in that movie. So you weren't scared of the movie, you just liked the movie because of, I'm talking about it would actually frighten them, but Jesus, was there a movie that you could remember that you went to go see at some parts of the movie, like, whoa, and you freaked out? I remember when I was young, Friday the 13th was pretty scary, and then when I was a little kid, I only saw a little part of it. But because people, older relatives of mine, were freaking out so much, the the whole thing freaked me out. The Exorcist. That was that's my number one. That movie disturbed the hell out of me. That's the only movie I can say that actually scared me. Cause I'm a I like horror movies. I love the paranormal activities. I love the saws. I love things like that. I like watching Freddy and Jason and Michael Myers and Chucky Child's Play. But they never really frightened me or scared me. I just enjoyed watching them. But The Exorcist, really, I left that theater, I was really disturbed. Like I, I couldn't sleep that night, so The Exorcist freaked me out. Yeah, I don't mean to give out spoilers, but a spoiler alert from The Exorcist, whether it was her head spinning all the way around, throwing up, all, all that kind of stuff. Plus, my family's Catholic, and so you've got the church in the middle of that very scary movie and and that scared me oh oh we're going to church now mom <laughs> you know that that really freaked me out you know what it is the the actual visuals of the exorcist didn't scare me like watching all the gruesomeness it was just the idea of it like the premise that here's this innocent little girl that can be possessed and how it changed. Like, the, psycholo- the psychology of it freaked me out and disturbed me. It wasn't the, like, I can deal with the gruesomeness, but it was just the premise and the idea that disturbed me. So when I walked out the theater just thinking about how this innocent girl was possessed by the most evil entity of all, you know, that would frighten me the most. If you're listening, text us the, the most scared you ever were watching a movie. Text us, 504-260-9595. Keep it short, one or two sentences. If your text is good, we will read it coming up next on the show. Please never text while you're driving. And what did you think of this list and all of these recent movies?
when it comes to the scariest movies ever made, according to science. Text us the most scared you ever were watching a movie. I'd, I'd be interested to hear which movie that was. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. This is National Newspaper Week. Boy, talk about a business the internet destroyed. Circulation of newspapers has fallen to a 75-year low. But we'll always have newspapers because you can't train puppies on the internet. You need those. Yeah, I need those for my crawfish. Hey, coming up next, your texts on the scariest movie you ever saw. On, on the movie that you were the most scared at while you were watching it. And also, I got to tell you about the woman um, who almost died because she had an eight-hour wedgie from the, uh, from the shorts she was wearing. Uh, stay tuned for those reports coming up. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, J.O. Here with you. If you're just joining us, this morning's Big O segment was about how science told us what the scariest movies ever made were. Uh guess scientists hooked up 250 people well they got 250 people who were wearing heart monitors to watch 40 different scary movies and um, the, the the movies that got their hearts pumping the most most of the ones at the top of the list were recent. And that makes sense, again, because technology gets better as time goes on, and you would think with better technology, they could make scarier movies. They said a movie that was made last year called Host was the scariest movie ever made, followed by Sinister, which was made in 2012, Insidious, from 2010 is number three. The Conjuring from 2013 is number four. And Hereditary, which was made in 2018, is number five. And as far as old old movies, old scary movies, um, A Nightmare on Elm Street came in at number 16, Halloween came in at number 17, and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre came in at number 18. The scariest movies ever made, according to science. I asked you to text us, who's the most scared you've ever been watching a movie? This first text says, when Jaws came out, there were people who wouldn't even get in their own shower or bathtub. Science that. Crow from Slidell says, the most scared I ever was watching a movie was Species. I think I saw it when I was like five at the theater with my mom, and it scared the crap out of me. I remember Species. 
Denise says, definitely the ring. People ran out of the theater when the girl came out of the TV. I remember the ring. They said if you watch the, uh, the videotape, you die in 24 hours. That came in at number 15 on this list. And going back to what that our first texter said, Jaws isn't just a great, scary movie. Jaws is one of the best movies ever made, period. Yep. Uh, Kelly from Pearl River says, as above, so below. Scared the heck out of me. Like you said, I enjoy watching scary movie, but that one just got me so good. Gary says, Toy Story 2. I was scared that Woody wouldn't make it back. This text says, the clown from Spawn still can't watch clowns to this day. Oh, he's talking about the the violator from uh, Spawn. That's uh, John Leguizamo played that character. I remember that. This one says, 1984, Children of the Corn should be number one. Uh, the Devil's Rejects. This text says, Salem's Lot messed me up as a kid. This one says, One very good one is The Haunting. It was black and white from 1953, and the only special effect it has was sound. This one says, The Omen. Hmm. This one says, I saw Insidious. It scared the hell out of me, though my house I thought my house was haunted for weeks. This one says, Psycho. The shower scene. I still peek out my curtains sometimes. The classic. Danny says, The Shining. The two little girls freaked me out. Plus, the boy's name was Danny, just like me. <laughs> Carrie's pig blood scene in the end scene with the hand from the grave scared the bejesus out of me. That's from Tommy. Yep. And uh, this one says, Hellraiser. You know what? As a kid, one of the movies, some of the movies that scared me wasn't even horror movies. Like, I remember Jurassic Park scaring me. I remember when I was a kid, my cousins made me watch the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, Commando, and that scene where he thrust the pipe into the dude's stomach, that freaked me out. And I'm surprised nobody mentioned The Human Centipede. I know it's not a scary movie, but it grossed people out, right? I'm glad you brought that up. Coleman and I threw out The Exorcist. Uh, I mean, Oh, The Exorcist I mean, by far was far behind. I mean, yeah. I mean that, that's an oldie, um, but as being someone who's Catholic, and then... And then you you put that on top of, of, of The Exorcist, watching that, it was like, I was absolutely freaking out when I was a kid. Um, yeah, you just said The Human Centipede. Yeah, gross. I mean, it was not a scary, but it was just disturbing. There were people that were running for the exits after after a couple of scenes in that movie. I, that's, that's the movie. Again, I don't want to be a spoiler, uh, but that's the movie where... where more than one person shares the same digestive tract. Yeah, di- digestive tract. If the science is based on how hard, how fast your heart rate, it makes me wonder. Should they should do a study where you make two hundred people watch horror movies and then you make two hundred people watch porn and see if their heart rate bumps at the same speed? I think that would be an interesting study. Could your heart beat as fast watching porn as you do watching horror movies? We'll put in a call to the scientists yeah. to see if they can make that happen for research purposes. You know. And speaking of digestive systems, if you're just joining us, the first hour of our show this morning, we were talking about a new poll that came out saying that 76% of Americans say their number one digestive issue is constant farting. And we, uh, some wild information in this poll and, and we asked you to text us about that, and the majority of our listeners are with the majority of America. And the majority of Americans, that's a, that's a huge number. 
when you think about it, 76% of Americans say their number one digestive issue is constant farting. Coleman said he doesn't think it's a big deal because we eat and we have to pass gas, but it's the words constant farting, Coleman, that that is is what raises your eyebrows about that. Uh, we, We talked about that in the first hour of the show. You know, if you miss any part of our show, as soon as our show's over every morning, we put up the, 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 the commercial and music-free edition of our show, the, 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 the podcast of our show. It's up every morning as soon as our show's over. You can go, we put it on our website. You can go in and check out things you missed. It's a, it's a quick listen. Um, check out our show's website if you only listen for a little bit here one morning, a little bit there in the, in the morning, a little bit wherever. Uh, go check, go check it out uh, on our on our radio station's website at Bayou957.com. Bayou ninety five point seven, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland, here with you. I just read something about a singer, a woman named Megan Trainer. Do you know who she is? Yes, yes, I do. Why are you smiling? Because. We, we talked about this. She's a thicker young lady, and uh, I like him a little thick. Remember, she did that song, is all about that bass, not that treble. Basically, the whole song was about acknowledging that she had some thick lady parts. She had thick thighs, thick ass. You know, I like my women a little bit thicker. You do? Yes. Well, Coleman, Megan Trainer just said in an interview that she and her husband have two toilets next to each other in their bathroom, in their home. Because they, they want to be they, they want to be together as much as they they possibly can. Um, she said her and her husband frequently use the toilets at the same time. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, th- th- that that can't last. I, I mean, I, look, everybody who's ever been in a relationship knows. Yeah, it, it's the beginning. It's wild. You, you're, 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 it's new. It's awesome. Let's poop together. Whatever the case may be. But if you've been with 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 someone for a, for a bit, I, I don't think behavior like that. Can last. I mean, I mean, can you imagine you're 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 hanging around in your in your living room, you're you're watching television, and you say, "Honey, uh, it it I have to I have to go. It's time for us to to to, to go." And, and what if what what if you really didn't have to go exactly when your when your partner went? Yeah, a part of me thinks she's lying. All right, because. You're right. Let's say they have these two separate toilets so they can go together. That means that one of them will have to wait for the other one to have to go. What if one has to go and one does it? Does the one who have to go have to hold it until the other one has to go and then they go together? Or are they so in love that their their biological clocks have synced up so much in unison that they go together naturally? Or they're so much in love. That if one of them has to go, the other one says, "Okay, I'll, I'll, I, I have to go too." And 
really doesn't have to, but just goes up there and then they they sit next to each other on the two toilets that they have and and, and what just if, so they could be together. And what if they have different type of goals? Like one has to go two and the other one has to go one. Does the one that has to go one have to wait for her, the other one to go two so they can leave together or does does he stand up while she sits down if they do number one? There's so many questions. But here's why I think they're lying. I think they really have two toilets because one of them is a germaphobe and doesn't want one to use the other one. Like, they just want that potty all to themselves. Like a toothbrush. You know how you don't share toothbrushes? Like, this is my toothbrush. This is your toothbrush. Don't touch my toothbrush. Even though we kiss and all that, I'd rather brush my teeth with my own toothbrush. I think one of them only got the other toilet because they don't want to share the butt with the other one. And they're just using that. Oh, we got it so we can go together as an excuse. I think it's a germaphobe thing. Well, here's what she said in the interview. Quote, we just got a new house, and we did construction. She said, nobody knows this, but in our bathroom, there was one toilet. And a lot of times in the middle of the night, when we're with the baby, we got to pee at the same time. So I was like, can we please have two toilets next to each other? Ah. So, so again, they got they got a new house. She said the contractor initially laughed at the request, just assuming it was a joke. But that's when she doubled down. And she said, this is no joke. I, I want two toilets right next to each other. So it wasn't because they're that much in love with each other. It was out of convenience. They just happened to get up and go at the same time. And instead of one having to wait for the other one to finish, or go to the other bathroom. Because I'm quite sure they're rich enough to have more than one bathroom. No, but that's true love, Coleman. That's really being in love with someone when you have a second toilet built in your in your main yeah. bathroom in your house so you and your husband can... Could go in I there thought, together. Yeah, but originally I thought they got it together on purpose so they can watch each other go. But now uh, after hearing about the baby story, they really have two toilets so they don't get in the way of one another, which is kind of smart. It, I thought it was a sick perversion at first, but now I see it's more out of convenience. Like, look, I can't wait for you. I can't hold it. So you do you on yours, and I'm going to do mine on mine's. Well, <laughs> they've been married for about a year and a half. She said, quote, we pee at the same time a lot. And then she said that they've only um, both gone up there and gone number two twice. All right, that makes uh, that's a little bit more normal then. All right, at first I thought so they, they do it to 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 pee together, but only a couple of times they've 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 dropped deuces together. Yeah, it's out of convenience. That makes sense. It's out of convenience. This text says, "I can't stand to be in the restroom by myself." That is weird, huh? You ever been uh, out with a, a bunch of chicks and y'all go to the restroom at the same exact time? Well, that but that's that's what that's what many women women do. Yeah. This text says Megan Trainer is sticking all the right places. I completely agree. <laughs> JB says, "Do they hold hands?" <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> It'd be kind of. <laughs> yeah, and well, it, it doesn't say anything. It, about them holding hands while they, while they, it go just to the seemed, yeah, it together, just seemed, it, it just shows that they're impatient. One can't wait for the other one to finish, so they got two toilets so they can go without having to 
hold it and bother the other one. So that makes more sense than we just got two toilets because we love each other that much that we synchronizes our goals. She also said during that interview that she had to overcome a debilitating battle with panic disorder during her rise to fame and uh, that she was often either anxious and or depressed. And she, and she said, I'm not ashamed to say I'm on antidepressants. What the hell does that have to do with her toilet? That medicine, well, this may be, this may be lead you to speculate, okay, well, this is, this, this is one of the reasons why they have the two toilets next to each other because she gets anxious and she gets depressed. Oh, okay. Uh, she said, that medicine saved me. It saved my life, saved my career. I, I just, uh, I, I, I saw that, and, and, I, and I said, I have never seen that before. I have, I have never seen someone, uh, I, I've never seen two toilets right next to each other in, in any, any bathroom. Oh, if you go to our restroom right now, we have three toilets next to each other and three urinals next to each other. They just well, slow down. Yeah, but the toilets—they each have their own partition. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're just not right next to each other, toilet and toilet. <laughs> I've, I've never, I've never seen that, and, and and then I've never seen someone who said, "Hey, my husband and I, we we have," and I specifically asked the contractor to put in two toilets right next to each other so my husband and I can can go together. Yeah. Well, I have two toilets at my house. They're just not next to each other. They're, there's a hallway bathroom and a main bathroom. So if somebody has to get up and go, the other one's just going to have to get up and go in the other direction. Colvin lives in a two-bathroom house? Yeah. How about that? Two bathrooms, two fireplaces, hell of a lot of space. Just say uh, we, we learn something new all the time. With, and I just learned something about the uh, the singer Megan Trainer. Yeah, I learned that uh, I thought she was single. Now I'm kind of depressed because I thought me and her had a shot because I do love my women with the bass and not the trouble. Coming up on the show. Still got the dumbest thing I read all morning, and, uh, and, and that's not it. And also, uh, I got to tell you about this woman who says she almost died from a wedgie. And it was all because she wanted to look as good as she possibly could. Something what some people do, huh? Hang out. This text says he doesn't have to worry about putting the toilet seat down. Hmm. That's a good point, Texter. Uh, stay with us here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans' only classic rock station. This is some headline. Woman nearly dies after eight-hour wedgie from high-waisted shorts. I think many of us have been high and or wasted. Um, but this is something how a pair of high-waisted shorts gave this woman an eight-hour wedgie. Well, who gave the shorts uh, the drugs and the alcohol to get high and wasted? Well, Coleman, she's from North Carolina. And she went on TikTok, and she said she could have easily died after she con contracted a bacterial infection 
from wearing high-waisted denim shorts for eight hours. A video recounting her nearly fatal fashion disaster has more than 8 million views on TikTok. What is it with these TikTok women sharing this information? Last time we talked about a, a TikTok chick who got worms, and she went to go deworm herself, and she put it on TikTok. Now here's this chick talking about she got a, a yeast bacterial infection in the high-waisted shorts, and she wants to tell everybody, on, what is up with these women wanting to discuss their TMI on TikTok? Well, that's the thing about social media. Uh, there are there are some people there. They have no problem telling you extremely personal things. Yeah. So I meet this chick at a bar. She's gonna be like, "Hey, I'm attracted to you." I'm like, "Wait, you're the high waisted shorts bacteria infection chick." No, I'm I'm not interested anymore. She talked to BuzzFeed and she said that uh, she was. Wearing very uncomfortable clothes, which prompted her to pick at the high-riding uh, shorts that she wore. She, 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 she had these shorts on. They gave her a wedgie, but she looked great. Uh, and that's the other thing, uh, how some people, especially women, will squeeze into things that make them very uncomfortable, but boy, it makes them look fantastic. Uh, but have those women also made news? Like, they actually sat down with BuzzFeed to talk to this woman having a wedgie? Like, that's news to them? Like, they feel like this is human interest? People want to hear about your bacterial infection and your high-waisted shorts riding up your wedgie? Yeah, and that's what she's known for now. She She's yeah. known for having an eight-hour wedgie. And here we are talking about it, so I guess it worked in some way, shape, or form. And the eight-hour wedgie she got gave her a bacterial infection. Ugh. And then she decided to uh, to share that with, with the world. And, and Ew, yuck. That's what she's known for now. You know, I've, I had some really bad hangovers, but I never want to share it with the world and social media when I'm vomiting hurling over the toilet. That's not nothing I want to put on social media and talk about it. There are many times when I am scrolling down my Facebook feed and I just shake my head because I, I, I say to myself, why would someone put that on Facebook? What, why would someone who just went through that put that on Facebook? Or, or, or why would someone just put that on Facebook, period? Why would they take the time to, to let the world know about that? I, I, I do that often. Coming up next, it's the dumbest thing I read all morning. You got to be careful when you're really drunk in an amusement park. We'll explain next. Here on Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Good morning, John Osterland here with you. It's that time of our show where I tell you the dumbest thing I read all morning. Two drunk people broke into a water park, went down a closed water slide, and shattered their ankles. That's wild that that happened to both of them. They both had the same injuries. It seems like they went down the slide together as a team. 
Yeah, two drunk people in the United Kingdom broke into a water park at night, went down a water slide that was blocked off at the bottom. Ah. And that's how they shattered their ankles. Here's the wild part, Coleman. Now they want to sue the park for not having a guard to prevent them from breaking in. (laughs) You know what? They might have a case. No, but think about this, though. I'm surprised they don't have brush burns from going down the slide because the water wasn't running. Have you ever tried to run down a slipping slide that wasn't wet? Yeah, you don't go very far. Exactly. So the fact that they even made it down the slide without the water, unless they kept the water running overnight. A 46-year-old woman in the United Kingdom named Claire Vickers, you idiot, recently broke into a water park with her friend, 44-year-old Barry Douglas. You idiot. It was around 2 o'clock in the morning, and they were both drunk. They got they got into the water park by crawling under a fence. Once they were in, they made their way to a set of water slides. But the water wasn't on. Exactly. So they splashed some down one of the slides to make it slick. Ah. It was a big yellow slide that's a straight shot. So it's, it, it's just one of those ones that, that go straight down. Whee! Those are the kind you go really fast on. But unfortunately, it was dark, and they were too drunk to realize that at the end of the water slide, it was blocked off. They both went down it and hit a barrier at the bottom that shattered their ankles. Claire Vickers broke one of her ankles. Barry Douglas broke both of his ankles. But that's sexist. Man. <laughs> but could you imagine life for him these next couple of months with two broken ankles? I was so high ass for coming up with the idea. Good thing that they went down feet first. <laughs> and not right. and not head first. <laughs> But why does the brick? Why did the barricade have to be sexist and break the dude's both of his ankles, but only one of the chick's ankles? Does the slide have something against the dude? Uh, just maybe the way his ankles hit the wall. And here's something else that's wild about this: neither of them could walk when this happened. Remember, it's two o'clock in the morning. They're in a water park. They're hammered. They're by themselves, and now they have broken ankles. (laughs) So neither of them could walk. No one was around. They had to bang on the water slide for two hours until (laughs) someone heard them. So they didn't bring their phones with them. They couldn't call for anybody. Yeah, they they didn't have to. they, 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 They just banged, physically banged on the water slides. For two hours, someone finally heard them, and then it took another hour to get help. The woman spent two and a half weeks in the hospital, and it took them, they spent a a long time in wheelchairs recovering. This didn't just happen the other day. 
This happened within the last year, but we're only hearing about it now because of the lawsuit that these two morons, the, these two idiots, are filing. I wouldn't want to be her friend after that. Like you can't, you can't convince me to go to the water park and break both my ankles, and then we can't call for help for three hours, and you want to hang out after that. You're a bad influence on my life. They they want to sue the water park for not having a security guard or better fencing to prevent them from breaking in. Remember, they it was two in the morning. They went in underneath one of the fences when they were both drunk. I hate to say it, but as stupid as that sounds, they just might have a case. They don't have a case. They might. They just might. They were doing something they shouldn't have been doing. They broke into a water park yeah. in the middle of the night but when they were both hammered. I agree with you, but the, the society we live in now, they might just say, well, yeah, you should have had better fencing and you should have had a security guard there. These guys were drunk out of their gourd. They, they, they're not re- accountable for their own actions. Just think about the society we live in. They just might have a case. That sounds dumb enough for them to get off. I wouldn't have got drunk and broke my ankles if you had a... Uh, a, a very secure fence, and we couldn't even go under it, but... It I'm your... looking at a picture right now of the two of them. They're both sitting in wheelchairs. <laughs> he has casts on both of his uh, ankles and feet, and she has uh, she she has a cast on one of them. Well, you got to fight through the pain when you do sex. Oh, what, what an embarrassment. And now they want they want to sue the water park? Because they didn't have a security guard or the fencing wasn't better to keep them out when they were drunk, breaking in in the middle of the night? If I'm the water park, I I charge them. I call the cops and have them arrested for breaking into my water park in the middle of the night. Yeah, at least pay for the ticket. You did slide the slide, so you might as well give me 20 bucks or whatever it is. You know, if these two aren't, weren't thinking about suing or trying to sue the water park, I'd be like, oh, well, yeah, you got drunk, you had a rough night. It's happened to all of us. It's happened to a lot of us. But but if they want to sue the water park saying they should have better security or better fencing, I say because they're doing that, the water park should go after them and have them arrested. Well, the two drunk people who broke into a water park In the middle of the night when they were drunk and they went down a closed-off water slide and shattered their ankles because the uh, water slide was uh, was barricaded at the bottom. It's the dumbest thing I read all morning. On Bayou 95.7, New Orleans only classic rock station. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.